Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars. Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23, the official Disney fan club. And today we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, Sherry. Hello, Jeffrey. Great to see you. Oh, the feeling is mutual. Feeling is <laughs> mutual. I am still catching up on sleep after a very, very packed Disneyland weekend with my Ooh. friend Nicole. Tell me all about it. You know I will. You know I will. Well, first, I was so incredibly impressed again. I was lucky enough to see Magic Happens when it first opened mm -hmm. in 2020. The cast and a large percentage of whom are back, who were in the original parade, are back. So great. The movements are so sharp. Everything just looks perfect. Aww. It filled my heart with joy. And like, I actually got a little bit teary, which I know is, you know, not uncommon for me. So congratulations <laughs> to the creative team, to the parade performers, Todrick Hall, who wrote the music. It's fantastic. Um, I got to watch Wondrous Journeys and World of Color One again. Love yeah. them both. They're both so different, but I just found both of them so captivating oh my goodness Ugh. what's your cry count at now with magic happens wondrous journeys world of color one it's just three cries i don't know i don't have enough fingers <laughs> to count on my hands it's really it's pretty depressing. no judgment thank you i appreciate that fun fact wondrous journeys is now available to stream if you love the music which i do there's that fantastic quartet obsessed that is now available to stream on all finer platforms. You can get more information about that at Disney Music. And, you know, something else I did that was super fun, I went into the Carthay Circle Lounge and they have the one-of-a-kind Snow White-inspired Oscar statue. It's one big Oscar and seven mm -hmm. little statues. It was given to Walt, and it was presented, I, I believe, presented by Shirley Temple. It actually is from the Walt Disney Family Museum on loan to Disneyland and the Walt Disney Company. So thanks to our friends at the Walt Disney Family Museum. And if you are down there, head over to the Carthay Circle Lounge and check it out. They get this great photo op set up. I did also have a lovely time at the Lamplight Lounge. Shout out to the team there. I'm a big fan of that. We we just had such a great, great time. It was great. The weather was a little chilly, a little bit cold, but really terrific. Got to sample some of the food from the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> there was a great taco made with impossible meat that I very much enjoyed. Mm. Feel free to try that. That was my big winner there. I, I really enjoyed that. But so fun to be in the park. And then, of course, I went home and did nothing but watch television that had to do with Disney. So first, I watched <laughs> the first two episodes of History of the World Part Two on Hulu. Let's just say not for children, definitely not for children, but very funny. I was a kid when History of the World Part One, Mel Brooks's fantastic film came out. He came back. There are so many stars in this, including friend of the pod, Josh Gad, but Wanda Ooh. Sykes. And it's like superstar studded Dove Cameron. It's amazing all of these great sketches that are truly hilarious truly not appropriate for children just again saying that but i thought that was terrific on hulu and because i of course was hankering for disney cruise i uh, turned on disney plus and watched making of the wish the national geographic special which you can find on disney plus and it was great because we got to see friend of the pod laura cabo and i learned that i've been pronouncing her name wrong forever the more you know I know the more you know, uh, and and as well as pod friends and guests, 
Danny and Sachi Hanke, the fabulous Denise Case. It was just terrific. It was fun to see all these faces, but also see how the ship came together. So that was a lot. Oh, how cool. Wow. Well, it's also, I mean, it's the season of The Mandalorian. Speaking of things to watch that are yes. Disney at home. Yes. And coming up on the show, we have the one and only Katie Sackhoff, who plays Bo-Katan in The Mandalorian. That's right. Oh, yeah. And she was oh, yeah. fun. And like, I loved hearing about, and everyone else will, as long as you continue listening, about like what the real stuff, the practical stuff, like her yes. laying on that throny thing and what that was like. And yeah, there's so much funny. And Jar Jar Binks. And like, Jar Jar Binks. Justice for Jar Jar. A whole lot of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yes, yes. But on to the news. We're going to start with a bit of sad news. Disney legend Bernie Mattinson passed away last week. He was the longest serving cast member in the history of the Walt Disney Company. He was about to receive his 70th anniversary service award in mm -hmm. June. And remarkable guy. We featured him in the Disney 23 Disney Legends issue. He continued to bring this incredible energy with him. Our heart goes out to Bernie, his family, and of course, our friends over at the Walt Disney Animation Studios. Mm -hmm. What an icon. Mm. Did you see the Haunted Mansion teaser trailer, Jeffrey? Yes, I oh. definitely did. Yes, I definitely did. Oh, my goodness. It is creepy. It is comical. There is an adventure. It materializes in theaters July 28th. You can see the trailer and the all-new poster at thewaltdisneycompany.com. This cast is star-studded. We've got Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Dan Levy, Jamie oh Lee Curtis, Jared Leto. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It is, of course, inspired by one of my favorite theme park attractions. And it is about a woman and her son who enlist this motley crew of so-called, I've got quote fingers going for uh, people who can't see, which is everyone except Jeffrey, <laughs> so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of supernatural squatters. Mm. I cannot wait for this one. Cannot wait. Well, speaking of ghosts and spooky things, the Secret of Sulphur Spring Season 3 trailer just dropped. New ghosts checking into room 205, wrecking havoc around the Tremont Hotel. My niece is already got it marked on her calendar, March 24th on Disney Channel, and then the next day, episodes available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Ah, fun. Okay, speaking of Disney+, Plus, this news hit me like a wrecking ball. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, oh, I think it's the best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds, yes. We are celebrating her highly anticipated eighth studio album with an original special event on Disney+. Plus. It's called Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation, Backyard Sessions. Can we abbreviate that? No, because every one of those words matters. <laughs> 100%. This is a performance special where she will showcase new music from her album, Endless Summer Vacation. It premieres this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Disney+. And you can watch a trailer now on the Disney Plus YouTube page. Love her. Love her so much. Also coming to Disney Plus, they just released a trailer for the crossover, which is it's about Josh and Jordan Bell, who are teenage brothers considered basketball phenoms. The story is actually told through lyrical poetry by the adult version of the Josh character. It sounds super cool. Plus the cast, amazing. Derek Luke, David Diggs, 
and my favorite star of the dinosaur attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Felicia <laughs> Rashad. That will yes. be streaming on Disney Plus. If you know, you know. Streaming on Disney Plus, April 5th. And in more Disney Plus news, you know we love a pun here. Renovations yep. is coming April yep. 12th. That's right. This is a pun on the two-time Academy Award nominee and Marvel superhero Jeremy Renner. He is joining forces with Disney Plus for a four-part original series where he and his team of expert builders reimagine decommissioned vehicles and rebuild them into truly mind-blowing creations that serve communities around the world. One of the projects is building a mobile music studio with Vanessa Hudgens. What? Yes. High School Musical Queen. Love her. Yes. And also building a mobile dance studio. This is all very up my alley. The pun, the dance studio, the Vanessa Hudgens, I'm in. I am in as well, and I'm glad he is doing okay. Coming a little bit sooner, and IRL is Typhoon Lagoon back Woo-hoo. at Walt Disney World. I love this water park. I always joke, or my friends actually joke, they think I love it so much because it reminds me of Castaway Key, <laughs> which is not wrong. It is a beautiful, lush, tropical setting. The water is beautiful, and... <laughs> There's delicious food. So honestly, I'm very in on Typhoon Lagoon. Love the water park. Reopening at Walt Disney World Resort. And of course, you get to ride the Crush and Gusher, which is one of my favorites. It's the water coaster. It's amazing. And I need to make a plan to be there. Jeffrey, are you going to mention the Hey Hey Cone made of Dole Whip, pineapple, and raspberry? (laughs) I have yet to eat the Hey Hey Cone. We're going to be (laughs) investigating this back soon. Please do report back with samples. Well, in more Parks news, a new doll in a wheelchair has been added to It's a Small World. This attraction uniquely positions Disney to honor the diversity of people around the world, and Imagineering continuously considers updates to better reflect the world around us. So just last week, this new doll was welcomed to the Magic Kingdom attraction. You can read and see more about this at the Disney Parks blog, but this is really cool. Among those seeing this for the first time were cast members who are part of a business employee resource group here called Enabled. So this is a cast member-led group with shared passion around accessibility. And yeah, really, really, really cool to see this representation at the parks. Love it. Love it. Meanwhile, back over on our coast at Disneyland, one of the original Disneyland Railroad steam engines, now restored, is returned to service. The E.P. Ripley, named after Edward Payson Ripley, was taken off the track a few years ago for repairs, followed by a full restoration project that began in the summer of 2021. You can imagine a train like that, that it's not like you can go to Home Depot and pick up the parts. It definitely required a lot of TLC and it looks fantastic. You can go to the parks blog and see pictures of it. It looks great. Uh, I cannot wait to ride it the next time I'm there, which I mean, who knows? It could be in 10 more minutes. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) And you know what else I love? What? I love Five Fantastic Things to Watch This Weekend, presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This week, it's all about the Oscar nominees. Oscar, Oscar. First up, what do we have, Jeffrey? Well, for those of you who love Black Panther Wakanda Forever, you can stream it to your heart's content on Disney+, Plus, featuring best Supporting Actress nominee and the Queen, Angela Bassett. Oh, 
also available to stream on Disney Plus, one of my absolute favorites from the year from just history. Turning Red, nominated for Best Animated Feature. Yes, cannot wait to rock out to Four Town again. See Red Panda May, see Human May, all the things. Yes, you may. <laughs> also available to stream on Disney Plus, Fire of Love, the National Geographic film nominated for Best Documentary Feature. It is about a couple who love two things, each other Cute. and volcanoes. Aww. Also available to stream on Disney Plus. I feel like I've brought this up every, I don't know, three episodes of the podcast. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. It's nominated for Best Live Action Short Film. It is so heartwarming and funny and just uh, everything you need in a short. And last but certainly not least, watch all of those before this Sunday, March 12th, when at 8 p.m. on ABC, it's the Oscars with the Emmy Award winning late night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel returning. You can bet that it's going to be all kinds of funny. We already mentioned that Rihanna and Sophia Carson are going to be there. A ton of fabulous guests have been added. Do not miss it. Woo. Now on to our guest who we have loved as Bo-Katan in not one, not two but three Star Wars series. She's currently slaying it, or should we say sabering it, on the third season of The Mandalorian. Fair warning, we're going to be talking about spoilers of the first couple of episodes of the season, so if you have not started watching, what are you waiting for? Please welcome to the show, Katie Sackhoff. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yay! Okay, so you played an animated Bo-Katan on both Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Walk us through the moment when you found out you'd be playing her in real life. <laughs> Still one of the craziest moments of my career because I got the meeting with John Favreau and I I thought, you know, maybe it's about this, but I don't think I realized how much it was until I was sitting in the meeting and started actually looking around and realizing that like my face was already in photographs on the wall in the previs. And I was like, oh wait, what's that happening? Okay, I guess this is actually happening. And he was like, I don't want to like, you know, pressure you or anything, but do you want to do this? And I think I actually like hit the table and was like, are you kidding? So it was pretty amazing. I called my husband and I was like, I think, I think that just happened. But like, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, we'll wait, we'll wait until we know for sure. So <laughs> now I read that you mentioned something to Dave Filoni about Bo-Katan at a Star Wars celebration in 2019. Mandalorian had been announced. Do you think he knew he wanted to already bring you onto the show and he was just giving you like a hard time. You know, maybe, I don't know. I think it was actually 2018. 2018. And it was in Chicago, whatever year that was. But I did, I like cornered him and I just sort of, you know, had heard of this Mandalorian show and basically just was like, you know, Bo is still alive. Last we saw, you know, let if she fits, that could be awesome. <laughs> And I just thought that I was sort of like ribbing a friend, you know, I didn't actually think that there was the possibility that Bo could cross over. I didn't realize how closely related the shows were going to be potentially until I was there in season two. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, I see where he's going. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So yeah. how much did you get to know ahead of filming? Do they just send your scenes or do you get to know the full story? So it's a little different this season than it was last season. Last season, I got just my scenes. 
this season I got like all eight handed to me at once. Wow. Wow. It was pretty cool. It was pretty different. It was a much different experience in the sense that I felt like I wasn't, I mean, I'm still always asking questions of Dave and John just because I'm so curious and I always want to know like what happened here and what's the backstory and let's talk about this and let's talk about that. But more so last season than this, I was asking questions about what happened right before and what's happening, you know, after this. So I didn't seem like I wasn't in like continuity. So mm. I love yeah. that because obviously Dave never trusted you before. Unbelievable. So. He obviously <laughs> didn't trust me because that man lied directly to my face in season two when he told me that it was Plo Koon and not Luke Skywalker. And I believed him because <gasps> our friendship goes back over a decade. And I thought Dave Filoni would never lie to my face. Of course, mm. I just thought it was Plo Koon until I was sitting at home with my family watching. And I went, wait a second. Wait, what's happening? What's happening? And I figured it out when everyone else figured it out. If you were going to get to that question and say, like, I could not believe that you didn't actually film with Mark for that rude. The betrayal. No. The betrayal. I know. And not <laughs> only that, this is the second time that Mark and I have, like, been on the same show and not crossed paths. We were both played villains on The Flash. And I was like, what an amazing opportunity. Bring us back and we can, like, on The Flash even. But no, it's never happened. I've never met him. That's insane. I know. I feel like we've got to make these universes collide. <laughs> so we are going in spoiler territory. So people, if you have not already hit pause and you've not already caught up on the first couple of episodes of Mando, please stop listening. What do you, and also <laughs> why? But, Did you see both episodes? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so good. And <laughs> I was curious because Bo explains who those awful cave dwelling creatures are. Oh my. Yeah. To yes. yes. See, and I, I wish I had better brain retention, but I'm totally Dory. I'm the one who has to memorize all of these weird things. <laughs> Trust me, I can say pirate Kangorian shard like nobody's business. So, <laughs> you know, I've got this. So good. <laughs> yes, Dolomites. Where, as you were. The Dolomites. I mean, they were sufficiently terrifying. Do we have any idea what it was that captured Din? I'm like, like I don't know what that thing was. So the only thing that we really called her, referred to her was the crone. So that's what we've always just referred to her as. And we saw sort of like template previs on her and, you know, she just kept getting scarier and scarier. And that's one of the things that was, I don't know if you noticed this last night or whenever you saw the episodes, but my husband at one point on the way home, he was like, it's a little like scarier this season. Like I jumped three times, like in the theater, watching the premiere of, of episode two, even one, I jumped a few times as well, but like it definitely um, tonally feels like it might be just like a little bit darker than the first two seasons. Yep. Although those ice spider things in, oh no, oh, I have night yeah. nightmares about those. <laughs> no, those are awful. Those things are terrifying. And I'm still scared that I'm going to get eaten by like a big worm or something. It could happen though. I mean, sorry. <laughs> all right. So you've read all eight episodes yeah. of the show without giving anything away. What would you say is the theme of the season? I think there's a few, but I think think atonement is a big one i also think that it's you know the family you choose is an interesting one so yeah i think there's a couple mm -hmm. to be honest because it depends on what arc you're you're referring to that sets that tone for the show and and it's sort of you know i think it changes and it goes back and forth a bit this season 
Well, let's get into the action a little bit. I'm always fascinated by how much is practical and how much is special effects. You dive into the waters. Was there any actual water? How, what was this like? So I cannot take credit for this. One of my stunt doubles, Joanna, is just a complete, amazing, strong, crazy, bad A. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I thought that's where you were going, but I we was are going and I was so trying to figure you. out how to like, I was trying to find <laughs> another word that worked and I was like, I can't figure out another word that works the right way. Oh no. It was fine. I am Perfect. a mom. I should find these words. I do. But I watched this woman literally dive running off stairs and she did like a swimmer's kick. And I know this cause I was a swimmer where you want to like skim the top of the water and not go down because if you go down you waste time you want to really like torpedo through that water I saw her literally like jackknife and kick her feet to get faster in air into pads and I was like that was crazy wow crazy I have by out of default learned and done most of my own stunts I love it the athlete in me comes out and I get super excited but I am also smart enough to know that I uh, will never be as talented as these women. And they make Bo-Katan look like such a toughie and she's amazing. And I defer to them when the going gets like really, really tough. No, there was no water there, but she dove into a mat, like down, like 30 steps up. She dove down as if she actually did dive into water. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it was crazy. She was a gymnast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Makes sense. Well, speaking of practical to CG, how much of your throne was thrown? Because that was a throne. That was a thrown down throne. It was all practical. Nice. Isn't that amazing? I know. I know. It was awesome. I sat in that for a while. didn't look comfy necessarily, but it did look very fabulous. It was not comfy. And like John and I spent so much time and Rick spent so much time trying to figure out what looked the coolest, but also the most like, I don't care. My husband was like, how long has she been sitting in that position on that throne? And I was like, as soon as she saw him coming in, she ran and jumped on that throne to look like she didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she definitely was trying to convey something. And this is just such a surface based question, but I really love your hair on the show. And I'm curious because you're, you've got your sport in the short locks right now. They look fabulous. Is it your hair? Is it an incredible wig? Because it looks amazing. It's an incredible wig. And we've got like three of them, three girls that we call them. (laughs) Each one can take a different sort of beating. And I actually started with like super long hair this season. And it was so hot inside the wig that I cut it off so super short, like at Christmas time, like in the middle of filming, it was like super, super, super short. I needed some sort of airflow because when I'm in the wig, the only part of my body that's actually uncovered is my face. And it gets really hot. And armor doesn't breathe. No. (laughs) I did see a photo of you on the gram from Disneyland for Ginny's birthday. What was that day like? It looked so cute. It was such a special day. I mean, it's, you know, there is an aspect of me that is completely realistic about the idea that she won't remember any of this. You know, I know it's for her, but I will remember it. Like her grandparents will remember it. You know, we're creating memories for all of us, not just her. And it was just so special. Like the baby didn't take a nap. She stayed awake like the entire time. She loved every second of it. And it was 
amazing. And then at the very end, she went through poo and everything. Like we went through so many rides with her and on the way out, we let her walk through the store and pick out one toy. And she picked out a stuffed Pooh bear and she like picked him up and went like this and like carried him out. And I was like, okay, that's what we're taking (laughs) cute oh my gosh we're waiting for the Winnie the Pooh Star Wars crossover oh my gosh it was so 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 cute and she still like carries him around so cute okay well speaking of Disneyland you've been part of the Star Wars galaxy for a while what was it like for you to step into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge it's amazing it's so much fun and it really is totally immersive and it feels like I'm back on set and that these are all like practical locations that we could film at it really is quite amazing and I love going back every single time and walking through it and and I just love the park I love the park so much such a magical place and it fills me with so much like joy and happiness and nostalgia and it's such a gift to be there really i love it so much you're talking to the right people (laughs) you're among friends (laughs) and speaking of we we know you're a disney fan and we love to ask fellow fans about their disney favorites so oh and some of this might be influenced now by Ginny, but favorite disney animated movie (laughs) the princess and the frog Oh, Ooh, great choice. Yeah, Ready to go I down the bayou. Am. I love the music. I have spent a lot of time in New Orleans in my life and it makes me feel there's like a piece of home there for some reason. I love it. Mm, love it. Okay. Favorite Disney song. Oh my gosh. It's also from Princess and the Frog. It's Dig a Little Deeper. It is yes. literally don't matter what you look like. Don't matter what you wear. Oh Hand yeah. Rings you got on your fingers. We don't care. No, we no, don't. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love oh it. my gosh. Yes. We did not know we were getting a concert. I love this. <laughs> It'll dance party too. I know. I'm in. I'm so in. I have moved from like here up. Like if you have the feet added in, it's just all. It's okay. That's the beauty of a Zoom interview. Exactly. <laughs> and an audio podcast. Yes. True. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's good. Favorite Disney character? Oh my gosh. Mm, Jack Sparrow. Mm. Okay. Favorite parks attraction? Indiana Jones. Ooh, (laughs) love it. Favorite Star Wars character who is not Bo-Katan? Jar Jar Banks. Oh, wow. That is an unexpected choice. I need to hear a little bit more about this, please. I just think he's funny and like his like childlike, you know, glee is just really fun to me. And he's just all about like making people's like lives easier, but he just does the opposite. <laughs> like, like he really just wants to be helpful, but he's terrible. I see that. I yeah. See that. I love him. I think he's super cute. How about favorite character to get a photo with at the parks? Mm. I would say Snow White. Oh. Yeah. Was there a, a tie to something from childhood or you just like that she's really pale? No, I just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't see her a lot at the park, actually. So I don't know if I've actually seen her for a very long time. But yeah, I'm trying to figure out who we saw when we were there that like Ginny was like obsessed with. Oh, Elsa. Nice. Come on. Nice. Elsa. Classic. Like obsessed right. with Elsa. <laughs> 
Favorite park snack? Oh, churros. Ah, can't go Enough wrong. Said. The fact that I know all these answers really quick. See, and like, yeah, like, very top of mind. You are a great Disney fan. We love this. <laughs> it's true. Okay, well, we are sadly at our last question, oh. which is one of my favorite Disney favorites. We ask all of our guests at the end of every interview, what is your favorite Disney memory? Mm, I think it's the one we just created with Ginny. It was so magical. We were sitting and waiting for the parade to start. And it was the Christmas parade, the holiday parade. And we were waiting for it to start. And she's, you know, a year old. And she's been like walking now for a month at that time. But like a little unsteady. But she's like super independent. And like, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. They rope off the sides. So people will stay off the sides because they have to start to clear for the parade like 15 minutes before the parade. So it's all empty in the middle of the street. And there's my child walking up and down, waving at people. And just like, I think she thought everyone was there. for Her own little parade. I love it. (laughs) Like her own little parade. And then she saw Santa and she was like, ah, yeah, it was super, super cute. That's awesome. Love it so much. Katie. This was such a delight. Thank you so much. We cannot wait to see the rest of Mandalorian and everything else that you do, pretty much. We're just going to go with that. And uh, also just follow your further Disneyland adventures on Instagram. Have you realized that I'm like a Disney princess now? Oh, that's true. I'd forgotten that you are, that you're a princess. Bo-Katan's a princess. (gasps) Oh my gosh. What a big moment. Oh I know. Gosh. A fan told me and I was like, why did I never figure this out? <laughs> we need a campaign. We need yes. we need uh, flowers. I don't know. What else? Whatever else we need. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I thought my dress was fitting last night. I was like, this is my princess entrance moment. Uh, oh, it was a beautiful dress. Uh, <laughs> very regal. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Okay, did not expect Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Me neither. That was such a pleasant surprise. A pleasant surprise. <laughs> she was a pleasant surprise. I mean, not that I was surprised, but she was just so pleasant. I love so her. So pleasant. Love oh, her. She was great. Well, thank you again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.